into the West End in about 1980. I attended collegiate school for elementary and middle school. That went pretty well, considering some uh, difficulties I had had and was not aware of. I had very bad eyesight. I had a short attention span. I was very introverted and encountered some mockery from both other students and surprisingly from faculty members. The best I can describe it was like a typical 1930s movie, um, Goodbye Mr. Chips type scenario. We did not live on a campus, but very strict and uh, serious education. They had high standards. You had to do your homework um, and turn it in on time. You had to do well on tests or you get progress reports sent home. And you had to behave in certain ways following the manners and customs of the 1980s Richmond uh, upper middle class society. So in my case, I wasn't aware of a few of those customs and cultural differences having been brought up in the south side of Richmond in public schools. So again, I had a few challenges there were students that verbally bullied other students. I was one of the uh, victims of that. And it was no real big thing looking back on it. Mostly name calling, rough housing. Um, and the teachers, they didn't intentionally cause any harm to me and other students but they were following these rigid guidelines and also had no understanding at the time of mental health issues. There was no Ritalin if you couldn't pay attention. If not, they knew very little about it. There were no uh, modern psychotropic medications to deal with depression or anxiety or more serious uh, issues like psychosis or bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. And since then, they've come up with a lot of these things and therapies and treatments and diagnostic tools. So in the long run, it turned out by eighth grade, I'd had an, enough of that school and they had had enough of me and recommended that I transfer to another school nearby called Trinity. And that was quite different and better. I fit in better and uh, of course I started growing from my short statue of four feet tall up to my current stature six feet over the four years. I got contact lenses 
I participate in a lot of sports, both because it was fun and mandatory to participate in them in such a small school with around 100 students total. So everyone had to either do drama or be in a sport in the afternoon. So I was in cross country, um, baseball and wrestling. I didn't really join any of the academic clubs, didn't think about it at the time that that was a way to show you well-rounded for your college applications. Did okay on the SATs and PSATs before that, and um, applied to a lot of colleges. Got into most of them. I chose to go to Franklin and Marshall College in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, because at the time that had been, I think, where one of my cousins had gone. And I had family from there, that area. Um, my father's family, some of them were in that vicinity. And uh, it's a nice town, kind of a farm town. There is an Amish population there. And it was kind of sheltered, and I got away from my family. And had a good time. I was there for one semester, and then unfortunately, my dad uh, passed. He had a terminal, uncurable form of cancer. So I went home to deal with that and decided to transfer to another school, locally, University of Richmond. I um, got in there with help from some family connections, and I had previously got in before I chose to go to the Franklin Marshall College, so I had to take a few summer school classes and get, I think, above B's or above in them. I did that, so they were at 1991, the fall of got to University of Richmond. That was pretty fun. Very good academic programs, nice people, good uh, professors, and a very nice library system, a good, well-planned-out campus. A lot of walking was necessary. There were a lot of clubs to join. I had attempted to join fraternities, but due to things, again, that I discovered later about myself, I was not um, capable of doing those things, being accepted into that community. So I had other friends and interests, and I did join the um, Jazz Ensemble and Combo that was fun, probably the highlight of college, playing the improvised part of the piano um, selections of songs they did. 
there was another person that played the rhythm music and then I would jump in briefly and play the um, solo improv parts. I still have a plaque made of a framed poster. It was a promotional thing. And it was November 11th, roughly 1993, in the pier, which is the name they call the University Commons. It was directed by Al Hood, who was the guest um, jazz um, teacher. Before him, there was a, um, I remember right, Michael Davidson. So I also was uh, involved in the radio station. I DJ'd a show and had fun doing that. At that time, grunge was breaking out as the new music, so I like to reminisce that I heard some of that music before it was popular, such as Nirvana. We thought, what is this? Someone said, we need to play this song and play it as much as we can. And so we did, and we were a small part in promoting that band and the music that came after. Uh, after college, I graduated in 94 after four years, and, well, three there and one at Franklin Marshall, actually that would be three and a half, because I took, um, did the summer school thing. Anyway, and then I took a trip, I guess you call it a postgraduate program called Woodges World, Un- World Union of Jewish Students or Studies, I believe, with the Institute in Arad, Israel. And we toured around Israel. It was a free program for Jewish graduates. And probably the goal they specified was to get us to become Israeli citizens and move there permanently. So there was training in how to speak modern Hebrew. And again, the touring around, there were work opportunities because of my lack of experience coming right out of college. I was given a job as a busboy at a cafe. It was outdoors. Um, other group uh, participants had more experience and got jobs in finance or promoting or business or other things like that. So I did that. Um, came home then and I was um, referred by a high school friend who just happened to show up one day to my house where I still lived with my, still lived with my mom and 
stepdad and suggested I join the Navy. He had done, done it maybe two or three years before, and he was into nuclear engineering. The program there was mostly for nuclear submarines, and I had no background in physics, science, engineering, but because I was a college graduate and did above average on the entrance exam, I was planning to go into that field, um, so I enlisted to Great Lakes, Illinois, where classified into a parachute rigger that entailed repairing and testing parachutes and life jackets and other survival equipment. I did that for about a year and a half, had some other stumbles and troubles, again due to things I would understand later, left there. Then I came home, didn't like it there, and basically moved to New Jersey to live with my sister initially. She lived in New York City, but it was arranged that I stay temporarily with my aunt and uncle and my father's family. And that went on for also over a year. I had pretty much overstayed my welcome and did everything I could do up there. I did discover that I had a mental health challenge and went to some support groups and met some people and eventually I went back Richmond, then I went to ECCI Technical College, did very well there, was the um, academic, what did they call it, award winner, which was their version of the valedictorian, had a few jobs in computer work, after that I started playing in popular music, rock music, bands of all types, starting with a cover band, then I played in the blues band, I did um, jam bands for a while, I did reggae bands, and I did another blues band, and I went uh, back and forth between the jam band and the tribute band up until about 2015, which uh, many adventures related to all those things, which I will be explaining in more detail in my music, uh, original music that I've been writing for about a month now. And um, in summary, I had a lot of good times and bad times, and learned a lot about being in bands and cooperating with musicians instead of 
shooting with them. I went to and still go to a lot of open mics. And maybe four years ago, I also started doing local stand-up comedy at open mics. I've kept that up. I'm maybe average at it for the local area. I have taped performances of that. People chuckle, some of them laugh at some of the things, sometimes they do or ignore or heckle um, other relevant things. Meanwhile, there was the pandemic, and uh, I worked at a place that was a bar slash restaurant that had opened where I lived, and it was very convenient. I could get there five minutes by driving and about 30 minutes walking, so went in there thinking maybe I would get a gig, and it turned out I became the booking agent and promoter on and off for two years, and since then I've had a few other odd jobs. Challenges and adventures, but that's where I am now, writing songs and telling uh, podcast stories about these things, and in about nine weeks, I will turn 50 years old, so I'm again looking back on a lot of these things, and thinking about them, talking and writing prose and music about them, thinking what I'll do next with my life, perhaps I will be a delivery driver for a while, continue that path, I'm looking into being a paralegal, and obviously a part-time podcaster, I'll continue my musical journeys and continue recovery and wellness and bettering myself, hoping to help others. And that's all she wrote for now. Until the next edition of this, we'll uh, catch up with you later. And later this week, I will be interviewing a few guests in person over the phone and those podcasts will be edited and loaded to my sites which will then be posted on Facebook shortly after. So uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you.